Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And welcome once again to the H&J Daily, some of the best bits from this afternoon's show. We had some great guests in, as always, didn't yeah, we? busy day today. The Harlem Globetrotters came in, but you won't, you won't hear from them. <laughs> well, I mentioned Just some of the other people you won't hear from. <laughs> Let me tell you about the ones you will. <laughs> <laughs> Suggs was here. He was. He was on very good form. Always good to yeah. see him. Kevin Day. Was, Kevin know, Day. Yeah. Very funny. Of, uh, almost better after Palace have lost. <laughs> very harsh. Than true. when they've won. Very true. And we had a little chat about the weekend's great events. Yeah, we did. We did do that. And and here it all is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Oh, good afternoon, everybody. And never mind uh, City United or the Super Classico between River and Boca. Torquay crashed out of the FA Cup. I know, yeah. I'm so disappointed, honestly. I was hoping that they were going to meet Chelsea in the third round. We we're going to beat them about 6 0. Yeah. It would have been great if they'd beaten you, good. wouldn't it? Would you have come in on the Monday with our producer being <laughs> no, at all? Charlie never, Baker in I'd the have studio. Ne- if we lost the Torquay, I was never coming in again. <laughs> <laughs> well, you haven't got to worry about that. No, yeah. I haven't got to worry about it now. And, uh, yes, but it was uh, it was a good sporting weekend. I did watch the Super Classic. I know you did as I well. did, yeah, yeah. I quite enjoyed it. It was a much yeah. better game than I thought. This was the game that Andy was talking up last mm. week, the game between Boca Juniors and River Plate, the Buenos Aires derby in the Champions League final, the Libertadores final. And uh, it was it was sort of pretty end to end. It was a, a, a yeah. very entertaining two all draw, wasn't it? Yeah, the atmosphere was fantastic, wasn't it? The, yeah. the football people have said to me the standard wasn't that great, was it? And I said to you, it's like a good championship game being played in the new camp. Yeah, that's, that's exactly that's what it was point. like. I mean, the qualities. The, there's a few good players on the pitch, but not that many yeah. really. Tevez stood out, and he's about fifty. Now. <laughs> yeah, when he came on, he came on <laughs> yeah. as a sub, didn't he? And uh, Benedetto's all right. Yes, he missed and one. Villa's not bad. Yeah. Villa. Villa. Yeah. They, Martinez for River, but I yeah. think uh, the coaches of the or the coach of Boca is uh, Barros Shalotto, Guillermo Barros Shalotto, and his brother. They're the most identical twins since the Weasleys or Eric and Alec Bedsa. It messes with your head, doesn't it, when <laughs> you see these two identical so twins and, uh, on the bench? But the other coach, Gallardo or Gajardo, as they call him over there, he he wasn't actually there. I, mm. I don't. I mean, Tim Capel was commentating. He did a good job. He obviously knows himself, but for some reason he hadn't mm. realised or somebody hadn't told him that the coach was banned. He kept saying things like, Gajardo's expression hasn't changed all night. I thought, well, no wonder he's not in the stadium. <laughs> <laughs> he was banned for going in and doing the team talk in the yeah, last match, exactly wasn't he? Right. A little bit of a moody team talk. when He he, he pulled his, he did a Steve McFadden. Yeah. He pulled his collar up and pulled his baseball cap down and thought no one would recognise him. <laughs> yeah, didn't work. <laughs> and uh, it didn't work. So he ended up watching it in a hotel with Enzo Francescoli, the very famous oh, yeah, river, remember him, yeah. river player. And, yeah. Uh, Uruguay. And, uh, of course, the ref... Did really well, but as I said to you, is this uh, not one for Simon Hooper? I feel it was under pressure. No, for wasn't that ref good? He was this he was very Chilean ref. Yeah. He just he was fantastic. Didn't put up with any nonsense, no. did he? Really, no, he had some no. bad so, diving and some poor tackles. 
It was it was good fun and uh, two weeks, isn't it? The second leg, second leg, yeah, twenty sixth of November, I think, Saturday the twenty sixth. Yeah. Well, if you, it was supposed to happen on Saturday night, but the weather was so bad in Buenos Aires, they had, yeah. a, they had a delay it for twenty four hours, didn't they? It's true, yeah, mm. it's true. I went to uh, I went to the bridge there yesterday. Oh yeah. yeah. Wasn't great, really. I mean, we're the, we're the opposite of Tottenham. We're playing all right. We've got nobody who can put the ball in the net, and uh, it just—it's funny when people go, "Oh, it's our great unbeaten run for Sari," but you lose. We've drawn three out of the last four games. That's two defeats at home. That's like having two defeats at home. So draws just kill you in this mm. league. What do you think of Everton? Uh, oh, I thought they were missed. I thought they missed an opportunity. Actually, I thought mm. they, they were pretty negative, and Chelsea were there for the taking. It was it was a very similar uh, performance to the one against West Ham. It's that that was their second game after an away in Europa League game out of this season, and both games have ended nil nil. And both games they were better in the second half. And had Chelsea scored in the second half, you got the feeling they they would have gone on to win the game quite comfortably. Mm. But uh, yeah, they're all right. But you know they. <clears throat> They're just average, you know, at seventh, eighth best. You know, they're not going to do anything better than that. I wouldn't have thought. But they're like Wolves. They're, Everton and, and Wolves are teams that can take points off the off the top six. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, and uh, yeah, I don't know. I thought the I only saw sort of highlights of the uh, City United game. I don't know what Mourinho's going on about. Really, he might as well just admit the City are better than them. Well, they were still in it, of course, at two one. Yeah. Um, because you never quite know, but you never really thought. That. They were going to get the second goal, and then once City scored, that that was the end of that, really. 40, but it was a pretty 44. dominant, pretty dominant mm. victory. You didn't see it live. You were well. I was at. Uh, I went from there to my granddaughter's birthday party, and I was trying. Somebody to, gave the result. Away. He did. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. his fault really because I hadn't told him. It was pretty annoying. I was trying to do a lightly lads, and then I managed to squeeze in just mm. watching the highlights before the Boca River game started. But uh, and the rugby on Saturday. I, I mean, I don't know anything about rugby, but I'm, I I do know that England should have gone for a drop goal at the end there. Mm. I'm going, okay, line it out for a drop goal, line it out for a drop. And they fling it out to the right. You're going, well, you've played this game all your lives. You must. I don't know this game, but I know you should have gone for a drop goal. Is Andy wrong? Let him know. Uh, why didn't they go for the drop goal that he said they should have done? Well, um, they only had a minute to, to go. It was obvious that they needed to do that. Would have been good enough position. to win. Would have been enough to win. They wouldn't. And the hacker, really, it's about time they got rid of it. Really, it just <laughs> honestly, I went back and I did this. I've done this before. Mm. I went back and had a look at the 1972-73 version. Yeah, and it's quite fun, and it's what you remember. They just sort of do a couple of the old, you know, and then, and then yeah. they just leap up in the Thanks air. Thanks for that. And that's it. it. And it lasts about twenty seconds. Now it goes on for about five. It's like a play. <laughs> It's ridiculous. It's like everything's, everything's it's become... Halfway through the hacker, you can go and buy a haagen chocos. I've only got strawberry and chocolate left. Everything's like that now. Everything, yeah. Like the first round of the Cup, nobody even bothered with it before. Now it's become this big thing that's on telly on Friday and on Monday. It's, everything's bigger than it was, wasn't it? So there you go. But that's the hacker. For me, too long. Get rid of it. Get what? Just not the shorter version. Well, you can have the shorter version if you want, but not that long. Yeah. The crowd an awful lot of throat cutting going on. Oh yeah, it's really violent. The crowd did well actually to do sort of swing low swing. They always do that, and the England players just sort of link arms and uh, and face it down. uh, Eating a choc ice not a bad idea or something like that might be. (laughs) Just stand in front of them. Just (laughs) yeah, why not? I just stay in the dressing room until they've done it and then come out. Somebody did that once, didn't they? They they wasn't having that. They turn your back on it. They don't have that. You face it down. They won't have that. There is no. I mean, do your Mm. own one. Shadow them. Try and do it like it's a dance-off. No, no. They won't have that. They won't have that. No. Uh, anyway, um, have you ever reinvented yourself, Andy? That's what I'm asking. Uh, Tony Bellew has. Or, sorry, Anthony Bellew has. <laughs> Tony Bellew is no more. 
Yes, I see. Um, he's, he's getting a new phone. He's changing his phone, which is yeah. going to be a bit of a pain because a lot of people are going to want to phone it to give him TV work because he's been very good at it. So he doesn't far. want to do that either. He says you won't see him in the ring again, but how many times do boxers gonna, say that? Do you think he's going to... No, I think you, I'm not sure you'll see him in the ring again, but mm. I think, you know, he's been he's been good when he's done telly. I'm yeah, sure uh, yeah. he says you're not going to do that either. Well, he's got to have a life, yeah. Well, he says, you says, you know, he's just going to be private he's person. He's going to move it. away from boxing completely. Yeah. Oh, we'll see. But, we shall um, see. That'll be a shame because he's good on the media. He is, yeah, yeah. If you've ever reinvented yourself, talk sport listeners, if you just, or if you tried to, because people really won't let you. So if you are sort of Tony Smith, for example... And they say, you're right, Tone. You say, well, actually, I'm, I'm going back for Anthony again. I think it's, you're doing what? <laughs> I, I, could you call me Anthony from now? And it's the Andrew, uh, uh, Andy Cole situation. Oh, yeah, very much so, yeah. People are going to say, no, I can't. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Anyway, Kevin Day is with us in the studio. He's come in before when uh, his team Palace had beaten <laughs> Chelsea. And I was slightly fearful it was going to happen again. But uh, the boot was on the other foot. Good afternoon, Kev. Uh, good afternoon. Always a pleasure to be with a Chelsea fan and a Tottenham fan <laughs> yeah. the week after losing to both. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's harsh it, for you. It is always a pleasure to do the show. When people people say to me, what are those two like? I say they're the nicest blokes you can meet. They're really they're great broadcasters. They'll say, Andy's a bit illogical. And I'll go, no, he's not. He's fine. He just has his moments. But then he'll say something like, just, I, just, I nearly had to leave the rooms. I was laughing so much. You in the course of one sentence, you want to get rid of the hacker and the first yeah. round of the FA Cup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just both labelled as two things the world Andy could do without. Yeah. In the space <laughs> of seconds. The hacker. Because I agree with it. The hacker, what, what England need is an English version of the hacker, basically. Mm. You, you need the England team with a pint in each hand. <laughs> And, yeah. Mor- and Morris dancing bells just to <laughs> amuse the New Zealanders as well. That'd be good. Because it is violent. It's horrible. It's violent. It's, it's... Yeah, I think it is. But I what's think, wrong with the first round of the FA Cup? Nothing wrong with it, but oh, okay, it, that's it's, good. That's no, nice. no, no, there's nothing wrong with it at all. It's a great competition, but as the competition, as interest in the competition has waned over the years, mm. it, it's interesting that the first and second round have become this big thing on telly. I mean, when you were growing up, it never started till the third round, did it? The FA well, Cup. It, it did. It well, did. It, no, but <laughs> it didn't. We've been running for about six months. No, but in terms, yes, well, I no, know, considering that you, the, you, the team, you, see, this is a typical Chelsea. It's quite elitist, fan, isn't it? That, <laughs> fan. The team I supported was in the third division. Look it up, kids. Yeah, oh, right. you should time. remember so, yes. the first round. You were playing I, in it. Well, that's one. Yeah, one of the reasons the Palace Brighton rivalry is so fierce because it started with a second round FA Cup game. So oh, it's, okay. Yeah, yeah. It, it's always existed, and it's. In, you would would you deny Hampton and Richmond? A nice little earner from the FA Cup tonight by being on BT Sport Nine. No, exactly. of course you wouldn't. I wouldn't. Of course I wouldn't. But you know, because you, you, you were you But you get the does. point that I make that it has. It is an interesting contradiction in as much as the, the interest in the FA Cup itself is much less than it used to be, and yet the interest in the first and second round is more. That's I was well, say I think it. the red button has allowed that. That's why this other, you know, ways you probably wouldn't give a game over necessarily in early rounds, even like some of the ga- mm. the prelim rounds get shown live, which is yeah. it's got to be good, isn't it? Got to be good for the clubs and make a few quid and everything. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, so on with patronising Palace. Yeah, on yeah, so it's a good uh, idea. But let's start with. I noticed the old Roy out, the Hodgson out uh, lobby has, has has kind of gone up to eleven really since the weekend. Now, what's your I'm feeling? I'm not sure. It's it's a couple of tablets. There was some sporadic booing when Mayer was taken off on on Saturday but Mayer didn't have a very good game and the jury is still out on Mayer because mm. his nickname is the German Messi mm. but it turns out he called himself that which is not, <laughs> not <laughs> ideal, is it? on your own TV you should, there should be an asterisk on, even on Wikipedia it should yeah. say, there should be an asterisk say German Messi he says that there's own, no there's hashtag no hashtag own nickname yeah, yeah there's, yeah. there's, 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 there's no real the thing is the coaching uh, is, mm. as, is as good as it was last season mm. if that's praise it is the coaching is, is as good as it was but we've unimproved the squad We've mm. taken Kabai out of Loftus-Cheek and we haven't replaced him. So there's no point getting 
getting Hodgson out unless you're going to bring a lot better players in. So uh, there's no real mood around the ground for. for I, and I also, the thing is, as well as as a patronising Tottenham, I've come to the conclusion half past seven on Tuesday, on Saturday. I came to the conclusion there's only two sorts of Tottenham fans: patronising and feral. Right. <laughs> and I got into a discussion with one of the feral ones who was giving it large. I asked him to desist from giving it large. And <laughs> disagreed with his uh, theory as to how high Tottenham would finish up the table. But one of the patronising ones just came out and went, no, I do, yeah, you are hard to beat, mate, but we always beat you. <laughs> oh, it's <laughs> really so quite it's, annoying. We're not it? all but like it's, but, it's all, but it's kind of right. We are hard to beat, but at the same time, we're losing a lot of games. Mm. So, yeah, yeah, but you, I think you have to concede that in that both those games, Palace, I thought they were very unlucky. First of all, to start without Zaha. And then Tompkins, who was having a storming game, he goes off and then you can see from a corner. You know, you went, and that's well, unlucky. We conceded from a corner because the player we had on... We have on yeah. loan Jordan Ayew, who's that rare example of a player on loan who's playing not to get a contract. Yeah, he decided not to bother. It wasn't the, the centre backs not defending; it was Jordan Ayew thinking this bloke's quite tall, eh? Mm. This bloke was you know the organisational skills of yeah, Tompkins. You know, you miss that disrupts the whole thing. I thought it was a bit unlucky. Well, there's a half thing's a bit of a it's this. Yeah, we don't we don't win with him in the team without him in the team. We don't win that much with him in the team as well. It's not, and also Zahar's been played up this. The biggest argument amongst Palace fans is about Zahar because I don't understand. And of course, I, I, I accept grudgingly that Roy Hodgson knows more about football than I do. Right? His policies on substitutes is clearly based on the fact that when he started playing football, there were no substitutes and he hasn't quite got up to speed <laughs> with that startling new development in football because he either brings none on or three at the same time. It's like Ray Lewington says to him, don't forget, 1968 first... Oh yeah, of course, bring them all on. Or he doesn't bring any But of course Roy knows more about football than I do, but I don't think Wolf Sahar playing with his back to goal is the best... If you've got one outstanding player in your team mm. and he happens to be a left winger, then play him at left wing. That's my view. But Roy is so wed to four four two that he has to play four four two regardless of the personnel. That's a frustrating thing against Chelsea because we had a good spell against Chelsea. Hmm. <clears throat> but Roy Wolf's not the sort of player. He's, he's not a hold up player. He's not going to. You know, if he gets a ball, if he's playing centre forward as he has been doing, or with the striker, then he's got two centre backs behind him and two centre midfield players in front of him. It's 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 ludicrous. But it, it would be fine. We're not far away from being an average team. <laughs> no, I mean you'll definitely... be all right. You think I do? I was waiting. For, I was, you know, I wish you hadn't asked me to say that because I was as soon as one of you said that, I was going to jump on you like a panther. <laughs> yeah. As soon as one of you two said you'll be all right, I'll see you. Well, I said, no. Will, I'm asking as a question. You've I mean, asked me to patronise myself. You're now. much, well, you're much closer <laughs> to it than me. You're not concerned. I think. I well, <clears throat> I'm starting to be concerned. I'll be perfectly honest. A couple of yeah. weeks ago, I consoled myself like most Palace fans did with the fact that Huddersfield and Cardiff. Were right off already, and mm. they've suddenly started. Yeah, they've won a couple winning games. Mm. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm annoyed about the fact that even at this stage of the season, we're actually talking about the possibilities of relegation because this was supposed to be yet another season where we kicked on after staying, and we we simply haven't done that. And mm. it's like a friend of mine said, "There's only so there's only so often you can swirl around the plug hole before <laughs> finally you go down it." It's like as Sunderland found out, as Stoke found out, as West Brom found out. If you don't set your ambitions a little bit higher than staying up every season, and that. This is the frustrating thing for me after the Chelsea game is and quite rightly so. I mean, you bring on Ed and Hazard, we bring on AU. It was quite obvious the last ten minutes. I thought we played. I thought we played decently against Chelsea. But they did. Chelsea yeah. declared hmm. ten minutes ago. If you needed to score another goal, you would have scored another goal. Possibly you know, if, true. If Morata hadn't tried to lob the tallest goalkeeper in the Premier League <laughs> in the last kick of the game, he probably would have scored another goal. Yeah. But to hear to hear Roy Hodgson afterwards say, "Well, we've got no chance coming to a place like this." Is, we, yeah, we we have to be realistic about where we're going to finish in the league. So it's like, if you allow us to dream. If you don't even allow us to dream about finishing ninth, <laughs> which is the limit of, you know, great. I'd, I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd want to go to sleep. The idea of maybe winning a game at home, finishing ninth, I'd, 
I'll take that every season. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. Suggs has joined us at Touch. How are you, Suggs? How are you? I'd love to think I could be a Harlem Globetrotter. Well, you've really, still got you know, time. You never know. You never know. <laughs> I do remember seeing him when I was six years old. What an institution. Yeah, you know, it's like, you're going to the circus, Harlem, Harlem Globetrotter. Oh, was it Earl's yeah. Court? It was like that. Well, they, you, yeah, they yeah, would play, sometimes play Wembley, yeah. wouldn't they? The Empire yeah, Pool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, every yeah, bank, August Bank Holiday would be over here, wouldn't they? It. Yeah. Um, so uh, we'll talk, talk a bit of uh, football and more later. But you're on history, uh, aren't you? The History Channel. I am. Uh, I this am, evening, I am. season two, World War Two treasure hunters. Although tonight's is a, in, in light of everything we've witnessed this weekend is a First World War special. Exactly. Yeah. The rest of the series is about the Second World War. Um, I, I mean, we did one series for people who haven't seen it. Basically, I go around with some detectorists and archaeologists to sites where um, troops were based before they were sent off either for the First or the Second World War. And they go around with metal detectors finding stuff and we find all sorts of extraordinary things. Like, um, I mean, the most extraordinary thing is uh, 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 Morn Hill, which is where the First World War troops were gathering. Uh, we found a, a, a dog tag. So you've got someone's name and you can trace it back. We found a photograph of this mm. guy. Wow. Um, you were talking uh, about the programme Peter Jackson night, yeah, 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 yeah which, They Shall Not Grow which is amazing yeah, yeah we're just this bringing that. these things back to life which is what happens when we do these programmes and you yeah. see a photograph of this geezer he's come from Naples gone to New York yeah, he's finally made it and what he gets he gets sent back to Europe and then dies you know <laughs> wow. in, on the, on the, in the trenches but um, yeah Mournhill extraordinary yeah we were talking just then as well um, they were coming from all over the world I mean this geezer's in khaki shorts and pith helmets coming back from Australia, from India, from Africa. And mm. it's like, you know, February in, in England, you know, two foot of snow. Most of them die of hypothermia before they got anywhere near the boats that were going down <laughs> oh, to, 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 to fight on when, the front. When you make a show like this, though, I mean, do you know there's going to be stuff there? I mean, you've got to have some idea. You can't all turn up with a camera and they go, oh, sorry, Sags, we haven't found anything. <laughs> oh, OK, that's it. Well, they kind of very much. Yeah. Right. <laughs> They've no, kind of no, got no, no, to there know is. that there's stuff there. Yeah, I mean, you know, my job in this show is to be the average man. We've got experts. Stephen Taylor, who co-presents it with me, is a historian. And, yeah, so he has to have a vague idea of where these places were. But ironically, they're not so easy to find because a lot of these camps were very temporary places. And, of course, once the soldiers went off to, to, to fight, there was nothing left behind, a few hmm. old tents. So, so, but some of them are on uh, private ground. Like there's a couple we found in some country estates, that, and and the, and the good thing from our point of view is they haven't been detectorized. I'm struggling with this word, and, and it's yeah. various derivations <laughs> grammatically. We all know it from the great show, the detectorist. That's what we do. That's right. Yeah, do you ever get, do you get out there with the old metal detector and the headphones now and again? Oh, do you know what? Oh, we have a lovely pint of old scrumpy me and the detectors. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you what. <laughs> what, a, what a gang! What a bunch! But it's all lovely, though. And it's amazing, really, that you've 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 turned your career into sort of two distinct things. You've yeah. got madness and the singing and the song, but you've you've been doing TV for a long time in lots of different series. Yeah, on and off. Yeah, I mean, it's funny because um, I started off doing some funny old karaoke program <laughs> with a mutual friend of Paul's, but it's, yeah. that's got too too nepotistic. Where the word is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but from that, I got a call saying, "Would you hmm. like to?" Uh, help us uh, through the intricacies of late Victorian steam engine restoration. I thought, well, that's me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, of course. You did one on old London as well, didn't you? I did yeah, a couple yeah. of shows on history of London, which I found very fascinating. Yeah, and it's very nice that I've found a little niche in, in, in historical documentaries, which is the very last thing I thought I was going to be doing hmm. when I was leaping about doing one step beyond. <laughs> in the Dublin it's Castle a bit of a night, gear change. 1979. <laughs> if my mum could see me now, yeah. yeah. But, you know, it is endlessly fascinating history. And, you know, it, it, partly because I did nothing at school, I'm catching up really in all this hmm. stuff because I was just wasting my time.
You went up to mm. Hull, didn't you? I see in episode uh, two, which yeah, was a place yeah. that was heavily bombed, yeah, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, well, I mean, there's a story in itself. You know, I know about the London Blitz and a bit about Coventry, you know. But but whole 95% of the buildings at the centre of Hull were bombed. And, um, you know, I mean, the, the obvious thing is, that, of course, we were getting nothing across the channel, primarily because the other side had been occupied. Mm. So, of course, it was all coming from the Atlantic and, mm. and, and it was coming to Hull and places like that and Liverpool. Um, and, of course, the Germans were very keen on stopping that, that, that line of, uh, of, of stuff coming through. So Hull was very, very badly bombed, yeah. And so this in itself is all, you know, new to me. Again, it's the human stories, isn't it? Because I see in that episode, without giving too much away, you find things there that you can kind of reunite with the relatives, can't you? Which is which is a nice thing to be able to do all those years on. Exactly right. You know, that's another great joy of this programme. Yeah, whether it's finding dog tags with somebody's name on it. Or, you know, we found a spoon. You know, you think, well, there's a spoon. What you do? All these detectors, all you found is a spoon. Where's the tank? Where's the spit bar? Yeah. But on the back of this spoon is a number, and that number leads you to an individual man who was a Spitfire pilot. We found his photograph, and we managed to get the spoon back to his relatives, oh, wow. Wow. which are, you know, moving things. You know, I mean, I think of all of this, you know, this story is such a big one, and, and, the, and those two wars are so almost unimaginable. But I think through single stories, you, you, for me, I get a better picture of... Um, it's sort of humanised. Of the human yeah, yeah. element, you know, and just kids, eh? just kids going off with no idea what was wait, waiting for them on the other side. And you went to Dunkirk, I see, in the series as well. Yeah, we did, yeah, and that was all very... I mean, Dunkirk, I mean, there were so many stories from that, of course. But um, but Ypres I went to for the first World War show, which we're mm. showing tonight, and that, I mean, just the scale of death there. And one of the interesting things was there, I met these... Um, guys who um, they're employed by uh, property developers because mm -hmm. you cannot do any digging around that area without mine sweeping because it's something like five million tons of ordnance they call it unexploded wow. bombs still so where they were showing me you know aerial um, x-rays of the ground around there you can see where the trenches were and obviously that's where most of the bombs you know and while I was with him he found two unexploded bombs and a whole load of bullets he went ah oh, this is a quiet day for me it's like wow. you know, I mean that's some sort of job he's got there but yeah, of course, it's all just, you know, and people ask me, why is it still fascinating? I mean, I think certainly the Second World War, you know, it was the most epochal moment in our lives. And I don't think we should ever forget about it. And um, and hopefully remember this is, you know, these people died for our democracy and all the rest of the things we take for granted. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I think that, that was certainly brought home over, over the weekend exactly. from what we saw. So it starts tonight, uh, nine o'clock, uh, seven shows. And uh, can you stick around, Suggs? Maybe we talk of course, a bit I can. More? Lovely. Yeah, of we'll back, talk. Yeah. We'll talk a bit of uh, Chelsea, of course, and of we'll course. talk about what uh, Madness are up to at the moment, and lots more besides. Suggs with us in the studio. Harlem Globetrotters will be joining us a little <laughs> bit later on too. <laughs> You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project. There's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. 
In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. You're also uh, out and about with a band coming up with Christmas, aren't you, Suggs? Talking about history, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the, Christ, the Madness Christmas shows are a bit of an institution, no, aren't yeah. they? They're not mutually exclusive, let's put it that way. No, no. <laughs> People seem to enjoy madness around Christmas time. Yeah, mm. yeah. It's funny, I've just come back from Glasgow and I was talking to some pals of mine up there. When we're playing Glasgow, for instance, I hear the pubs tipping out about four o'clock and they're all singing madness songs. You, know? you think you're going to be exhausted by the time <laughs> you get anywhere near the venue. But, of course, they're not. No. They are not. Do you, do you still rehearse? I mean, do you need to? Or is it like, is it just muscle memory now? <laughs> Sometimes. I mean, probably we should more than we do. But um, <laughs> we're not always around long enough in each other's company to... But but yeah, I mean, you know, if we're going to do... I mean, sometimes we try and do some new songs. In this tour, we do a few new songs. Yeah. And some odd cover versions or album tracks we haven't played for a while. So those things need rehearsing. But, but, but probably the majority of the set doesn't. No, no, no. Yeah. And do you, when it comes <laughs> to putting together the set list, I mean, is it does it sort of kind of write itself most of the time? I mean, it, it, you know, over the years, it's kind of, uh, yeah, I mean... We had periods of, you know, I think all bands do, of just deciding, right, no, never mind that, we're going to play all our new album, yeah. all the hits, we're just <laughs> naff off. Yeah. And of course, as the audiences dwindle, fall asleep, mm. or sit on the floor, slow hand clapping, you kind of readjust. And I think, you know, when I see any band myself, you know, I, I, I see Stevie Wonder, I don't want to hear the whole of his, you know, I just called, I say, I love your album. Yeah. You know, I want to hear the other ones as well. So I think you get a balance in there, and that's what we've got. We've got a balance of those big hits and a few things you might not expect, but, but generally... Yeah, the set writes itself. Do you have to yeah. gen up on the lyrics or are they all in there? Yeah, I mean, it's a funny thing, lyrics. I mean, they are all there. But I was talking actually the other day, well, in my one-man show, the one time, for instance, we were doing the uh, closing ceremony of the Olympics, you know, and the doors open and there it is, there's one billion people all around the world watching live. <laughs> I nearly fell off the back of the lorry. I realised the mic stand wasn't attached to anything. <laughs> I grabbed Chris, my guitarist, realised he wasn't attached to anything either. <laughs> <laughs> and it gets to me in the song, and I forget the first line of the song. Yeah, yeah, wow, so sometimes wow. it can happen. Yeah. Which what, what was the song you did? It was Our House. Oh, really? And I'm shouting to Chris, what's the first line? He says, I don't bloom in well. No, I'm the guitarist, mate. <laughs> <laughs> but it can happen, it can happen. That's a quite a nightmare. But, um, but no, I don't know about yourself. I mean, I don't know what context to put it in other than that singing. But, you know, if I start thinking what the first line is, that's when I'm in trouble. Yeah, you know, yeah, I just hear the music and I just let it go and it's normally there. Is there one you particularly look forward to, Sucks? I mean, I love them love all. Doing? You know, I mean, I don't mean to be cliched. I'm sure a lot of people tell you, you know, they've all done, done me a lot of good, these songs. Yeah, and yeah. They're still very popular. I mean, Embarrassment is a song that isn't normally so lauded, but mm. I, I really like that song. It's a strange song. It doesn't really have a chorus and uh, it's got a great lyric and a nice melody and I don't know, I always enjoy playing that. Now, you're, you mentioned your one-man show there. Is that finished now? Are you still working? Yeah, I mean, I've done two shifts of it this year. Yeah, yeah. My my life in the realm of madness. King Canute. Um, <laughs> yeah. What a King Canute. Anyway, um, 
And um, <laughs> that's a really nice one. Anyway, yeah, yes, yeah, <laughs> okay. Took me a bit of time. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, can move. That's on. an old English king. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying yeah, to learn the course, of course, about with yeah. old yeah, medieval yeah. language. Yeah, well, you're on the history channel. <laughs> that's so you know what you're talking about. <laughs> that's it. That's it. So, but um, what do people get when? I mean, you, you, you're not singing it, are you? No. Well, no. So, so I'm telling stories, and 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 I've got a keyboard player, so I play some of the songs that I wrote over the years, explain how and why I wrote them. I mean, this particular show, the first show I did it was about I realised how I got to be famous. And this show is a bit more about what happens when you do get there. Hmm. So I put it in this King Canute context, which was just, you know, the idea that you can hold back the waves or hold back anything, basically. It's similar, I think, sometimes to what people feel in show business, you know, whether it's age or your success or, you know, you, you get a feeling you might be a little bit more powerful than you really are. So it's just, you know, I mean, I'm telling stories about my career, but obviously mostly taking the mickey out of myself in the, in, 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 in the stories. So, yeah, just having a laugh and telling stories. Um, you might bring that. I see. We just mm. finished that tour, but you so might do some that, more. Some so I might do more of that next year. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's a funny thing. It's a bit like starting out again in a band. You know, I've just been playing very small theatres, just getting the hang of it really. And, and as the reviews go on, it gets more and more popular. So maybe next year I'll do another tour of it. Yeah. I'm not exactly sure. Do you get the Chelsea years? I haven't so much this season. No, just work has been just full on, and uh, um, I've been twice I think this season. Yeah, I mean, I, I love what's happening. I, I like that Surrey a lot. Yeah. Mm. I think we're, you know, considering what happened last season, things have picked up much more quickly than I thought they were going to. Yeah, yeah. He seems to have really galvanised the players like Hazard and William, doesn't he? That that, that, that seemed like flat, flat last last season. I was yeah. Tell you what's a funny story. Actually, yeah, my wife, she's on a plane the other day going to Italy, and who's sitting next to her? Conte. Wow. And and she said he was looking at one of them language things, you know. And I said, well, what was it? What language was <laughs> it? We can be on some money. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Was it Spanish? Was it? Was it? Was it? Was it, was it, was it was region, hey, Jimmy. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> was it? What was, the, what was the, the language? Celtic job. <laughs> the Glaswegian <laughs> phrase book. <laughs> sounds like. That's what I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Richard couldn't overhear him, so we'll never oh. know. We'll never so know. was he doing the old uh, sort of repeating it in the other <laughs> language? Oh, that's fantastic. Once my players are tatted in Spanish <laughs> yeah, that, that, that would have been great to have found out what a shame it was, I, know, I must I know, say I know. it's a much better atmosphere around the club but it, you, you just feel the, the thing that people say is right you, just the lack of goals really and lack of somebody I mean yesterday Morat had a great chance so it was a good save from Pickford but you just know that any striker really would have buried that really Kane would have scored that goal and he didn't and so you know, and if they'd gone one up, I think they would have yeah. won the game quite easily. But yeah, uh, this is it. This fair is play it. to everything. I mean, love Morata. Yeah, they, I totally they, agree. But he's not a costa. He's not a drug boy. He's not a killer. He's a very good footballer. But mm. you know, killers are few and far between. I mean, in a mm. metaphorical sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in front of goal. Yes, yeah, yeah, know, yeah. You know, they are, aren't they? I mean, we, we had <laughs> great luxury of having so many over the years. But um, anyway, the team are playing fantastically, and uh, you know, as I say, the enthusiasm this season's been you know revelation from what happened last season. And you were sort of making the point that it wasn't the complete Torres nightmare that, that you no. slightly feared with Morata. You thought, oh, God, it's going to be another Torres. But that's yeah. not been the case, is it, really? No, no, no. A player coming off a team playing really well, playing rubbish for us, and then going off and playing brilliantly again yeah. for Spanish. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it still could happen with Morata, but I hope he starts. I mean, he's got a few goals, hasn't he? The last five games, four goals in the last five games. So there is hope, of course. Yeah, I was a bit surprised he didn't bring Giroud on. It gives you a bit more control yeah. in the yeah. game. Yeah. But anyway, the there you go. Target man business. That's the way it is. It's a tough... It's a tough league. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Here we go then. Five questions based on oh, yeah. last week's shows. Um, we were joined by good friends, Corinthian Casuals. Um, first name, Chris. Surname. What's the name of the... Think of a popular no. beer from the 70s. 
Chris Watney. Chris Watney, well done. Oh, yeah. what a, that and was that a real guess. That documentary's back on. I nearly uh, called him Chris Red Barrel. <laughs> Chris Bass Charrington. The, uh, well, oh, well, he is done. quite a posh bloke. Yeah, he's barrel. not that posh. Uh, Bradley Stokes. Bradley Stokes joined us. He just signed for which team? Oh, Bradley Stoke. Okay, well, let me say cocky. Oh, uh, he's Bradley very cocky now. Uh, oh. We were joined by the actor, <laughs> the actor that plays uh, Max Branning in EastEnders. Uh, what's his name? Jake Wood. Oh, Andy, oh, I'm going to go now. Uh, which former Fulham midfielder joined us to talk about their problems on Tuesday? Struggles, their travails, if you will. <sighs> bad, results. Midfielder. Yeah, bad results. Bad results. <laughs> Golly, how you done me now? Yeah. Oh, no. Come on. Hurry. Um, nah, can't. Make it actually worse. You suggested we speak to him on the show. <laughs> <laughs> it was your call and the producer, yeah, Sean Davis. Oh, for goodness And sake. finally, um, we spoke to Andy Smart on Monday and he was smarting after a Farnborough defeat to which team? We did talk about it for quite a long time. Yeah, he did, yeah. Um, no. It's tailed off, isn't That's it? That's a long time ago. It was, seven but days. you did ask the question, how many coppers are still actually in the oh, team? Oh, for goodness sake. The, Met, the Met Police. Police. That's it. Yeah, three out of five, not so bad. I bet <laughs> Sean so Davis is feeling special. You think of him and suggest him, and then you forget who he is. So there we are. That was this afternoon's show. What we didn't talk about, we were discussing the Super Classic. I don't know if you noticed mm. the um, the stadium uh, in Buenos Aires, the Boca Stadium. It's a three-sided stadium. Yeah, yeah. With a, a sort of flat stands, like a block of flats with balconies. It's really weird. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah. And the reason they can't build that is because a bloke's house is in the way and he won't move. Wow. And there's a footage, I just noticed, I meant to tell you on the show today, there's footage online of this fan saying, sell your house, like singing, Thing sell is, your house over and over I'm surprised again. they're that fanatical. I'm surprised he's not had a fire. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? The old Bocker fans, <laughs> the Bocker fans have not just gone there oh, and yeah. taken, or just turned up with a bulldozer overnight when he's away. <laughs> That's true. Because they're fanatical, he aren't they? his house. He probably downed. It's like the old church in Gladys Street. They had to build around it, build the stand That's around true. it. It's so football's... Littered with stories like That's that. That's very true. Anyway, we will catch up with you uh, tomorrow. Thanks for downloading us. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.